Welcome to the realm of magic and mystery, classic horror and sci-fi. You are now entering the House of the Unusual podcast with your hosts, Eddie and Joe. Welcome all you cool ghouls and friendly fiends to the House of the Unusual podcast. I'm your host, Joe Pavlansky, and with me as always is the maestro of mail-order mysteries. I had to make sure I said that because he might yell at me again. (laughs) Eddie Guevara. (laughs) We also have horror magician extraordinaire Chuck Caputo and his amazing wife, Sherry. Hello, hello. Hello, everyone. Hello, guys. All right, man, guys. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, Before we get started, just going to hit on some quick uh, links to some of our buddies out there because they got some amazing products and uh our buddy todd over at c-monkeys.com he has some he has some really cool stuff that's always out they have that calendar out the sea monkeys calendar where he did the artwork on it and the design absolutely amazing they got some puzzles uh they got some starter kits and if you already have your sea monkey aquarium and want to add some cool stuff to it uh, you could do that as well. They have a projection screen where it kind of looks like the sea monkeys are looking at you know a theater screen or something like that. There's also some great greeting cards there too. They have um, about 10 of them or so, and they're absolutely fantastic. The artwork is just uh, amazing. So that's at c-monkeys.com. Also, our buddy Dave Haversat, he has a great website, uh, 1878press.com. And he has some amazing books on there for sale on uh, magic, uh, psychics, mentalism, uh, Houdini, uh, SS Adams, a lot of different stuff on there. A lot of them go out of stock very quickly. So make sure you jump on there and catch them before they disappear. Because once they disappear, you could find them on the secondary market for three, four times the price or, or more. So make sure you check them out on there. A lot of the books are discounted right now. So that's at 1878press.com. All right. Also, we, we're we definitely on the lookout for the next issue of Stupid Comics Magazine. They're currently on issue number five. But the uh, the distributor, the the owner of printer, he's, he's promised us number six is on the way. So we're anxiously waiting. But if you haven't got any of the back issues and you want to see what this magazine's all about, and you're a fan of Crack the Far Side or even Mad Magazine, you definitely want to check this out. It's Stupid Comics Magazine. And uh, the website is stupid, spelled S-T-O-O-P-I-D, comicsmagazine.com. So if you're listening out there, uh, Ski, we want that issue number six, and we want it now. <laughs> yeah. so, also, finally, we have mymoviemonsters.com for all your scary monsters magazine needs they have back issues they also have they carry other horror and sci-fi fantasy magazines too some hard to find ones and a lot of back issues but the uh annual the 2022 annual number 125 is shipping now and it should be out in um out in bookstores as soon if it's already not and this is the Heinlein bradbury burroughs and block issue and it's absolutely fantastic scott jackson knocks it out of the park again with his cover and you don't want to miss it and guys guess what happened with my contributor issue the other day leave this what's that what is it so i i leave the house at at last friday at 5 30 and i always check i have a little bin on the front porch where our mail and packages go into it keeps it out of the rain snow the weather and all that keeps it nice and secure mm-hmm. so i checked it at 5 30 before i was leaving you know make sure nothing was there my wife was at work and she calls me up late or actually when i get home later she goes you won't believe it she goes i guess she goes i got home at 9 30 she goes and there's two packages on the uh next to the door on the breezeway just laying in the driveway in the rain i said what i looked at my issue of scary monsters my contributor issue was in there and it was absolutely waterlogged and she had a package too that was a uh she had ordered a book and it was completely waterlogged so Big, big thank you to the uh, the post office person who left our packages <laughs> in the middle of the driveway in the rain. Uh, for them to get waterlogged. 
Oh, I, I was so upset too. So I got to wait for it to hit the uh, the newsstand in order to to wow, pick it up. It's just it's completely completely waterlogged. It's unreadable. It, it's warped, and it's it's absolutely horrible. I, I was so disappointed. I said, you know, we we never had any issues with the the post office or anybody, but um, apparently this person, you know, didn't care and just threw him in the driveway in the rain. Wow. And, because, you know, when I left at 530, it was just starting to sprinkle and it didn't stop uh, until late at night. Actually, when I got home that night about uh, one o'clock, it was still raining out. And mm, maybe you got somebody new, Joe. Maybe there was a new uh, delivery uh, uh, person or something. I, I Yeah, I don't know. But, you know, new or not, you would think not to um, throw it in the rain in the driveway. Throw it in the rain in the driveway, maybe <laughs> set it on my front porch because there's a table and chairs there and there's a huge bin that says deliveries but uh, you know even if you didn't know that you know set it on the the table on the out of the, the sure. weather, not in the driveway hey that's only right. common that's only <laughs> common sense you way back when i was a 13 year old kid i used to deliver the morning pittsburgh post gazette here to stick it in the door or you know what toss it up on the porch uh you know what i mean and i was 13 years old oh you know what? <laughs> and, and i and i see these people that deliver newspapers now and you know, even though they're in the the plastic bags, yeah. You know, a lot of them still get still get waterlogged in the rain. And I see these people; they just throw them in the driveway, and oh yeah, you know, in in the rain, snow, it doesn't matter. And it's it's you said you know, and then these newspaper companies wonder why they're they're losing subscribers and mm-hmm. and, and everything. And it's you got to have some type of, yeah. um, you know some type of respect for your customers and all that, you know, Absolutely. You, you know, who's going to pay for, you know, <laughs> a, a newspaper, which is already going down, you know, in, in subscribership, you know, because of the internet, everything else, but who's going to pay for it when they're getting it waterlogged or it's in their front yard or, you know, it's, I've seen, I've seen people drive by and throw it and it, it's halfway on the driveway and halfway on the street. Yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> You know, whatever happened to the days of you know Chuck Paperboy's walking around with the the mail carrier satchel and you know placing it on your porch or in your yeah, that's exactly what that's exactly what I did. Yeah, you know, I was thirteen years old. Like I said, I would five in the morning before I went to school, and you know what I also carried in there, Joe, half bricks because I'd always get attacked by dogs. I would go oh, get out of here, yeah, get out, you know, <laughs> and uh, I was always attacked by a dog. I I think what I haven't seen newspaper carriers walking for a while. Now it's just all, you know, in a car. And I could see why, because a lot of it is few and far between anymore. Right, right. You know, it's still, put it somewhere where it's, you know, not going to be in the rain or in the snow or where a person could get it where it's not in the road in front of their house. You know, know, when you guys are saying that, you know what's really shocking about newspapers? I looked at the price on the New York Post. It's at $4.50. Oh, it, yeah, it's crazy. And it's like our, our newspaper, too, here around here, the Vindicator, which the original Vindicator, they went out of business a few years ago. So a local uh, distributor in another county picked them up. So they distribute for two counties, Trumbull and Mahoning now. And even the you know, the Vindicator, I remember when every issue, it didn't matter. You know, you always had the thick issue on Sundays, of course. Right. You know? But even during the week, the issues were thick. Now mm-hmm. it's maybe, you know, 10 pages and it's like a buck 50, buck 75. Yeah, for it. Yeah. And then I think Sunday is like $3. And it's like, who, you know, I, I understand, you know, there are the costs and everything, but it's like, who's going to pay for, for this yeah. one? They could find the same stuff online for free. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. In the town you uh, grew up in, uh, Joe, was the East Bowery, the Bowery Boys there? You remember the uh, old black and white episode, uh, Bowery Boys? You know, I didn't, I didn't get into the Bowery Boys until maybe about four years ago. Oh, they were they were great. It was a Leo, Leo Gorsi, right? That was cool. I believe so, because no, I noticed all the towns around uh, uh, Joe are named Mahoney and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> the guys grew up there, you know? Hey, old steel mill towns, man. Yep, yep. <laughs> but no. hey, enough of enough about that, Chuck. What's what's going on with you and Sherry over there? I, I seen you've been putting up some uh, some really neat videos on YouTube, and I that bloopers one was amazing too. That uh, was you know what worked? You know, we were filming the uh, the uh, uh, teaching series, and uh, you know sometimes bloopers happen, but those things are uncut. I mean, we're not doing any you know of the editing or anything, and so we just go right through and uh, there was something I mispronounced and, and Sherry couldn't quit laughing. And, and so <laughs> I, just I, caught me. 
yeah. those times when you just can't stop laughing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Especially how serious Chuck was trying to be too, and then he was really he trying, that. and he started smirking, and I just, I just, I lost it. I see her covering her mouth and everything, and I'm still trying to go, and I'm thinking, I don't think this is going to work. And then, well, yeah, you can, you could almost see it, like you, you know, it's just, it's slowly tapering to that that part, you know, Chuck's, and then it just, you know, you guys both lose it. Yeah, that was, that was good. Yeah, but, yeah, but you know what? I've been, I've been keeping busy, and uh, we had plans that fell through for the. Uh, for uh, Valentine's Day, uh, Sherry can elaborate more on that. Go ahead, tell them what we had planned, Sherry. Yeah, it was going to be a really cool day. It was going to be one of those Lenzer tours, the, the bus coach line. Uh, they were going to pick us up over in Monroeville, and we were going to go out to Ligonier to Ramada Inn, and we were going to have a nice brunch and then a buffet. And then they were going to do I Love Lucy Murder Mystery. Hey, all right. <laughs> Who killed. Lucy. <laughs> so oh, cool. in the meantime, they called us Friday. Unfortunately, one of the actors had COVID, so they had to cancel it. Uh. So we were like, yeah, darn it. So we thought, what can we do for Valentine's Day? So we just had both picked up golfing because of our son. He got us out there about a year and a half ago. And we just do it for fun. We're not pros or anything like so that. We went indoors. And yeah. Indoors. It- or a simulator. Is it working okay? Yeah. Okay. So that was neat. Have you guys ever done anything like that? Like a no. simulator golfing or No, I, I, I can't I, I I don't like anything golf wise unless it's putt putt. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I'll give it a Eddie, I'll give it a year before Chuck has like three or four of those uh, clubs broken over his knee. <laughs> you know what, Joe? I'm the first to admit I'm the world's worst golf fun and it is good exercise uh, so we figured we'd try the indoor uh you know you know the simulator it tells the velocity it tells you know you know the speed and the uh, trajectory so it, it's actually kind of cool and you could put up whatever course you want i mean you could go to a uh, pebble beach i mean it's like really neat you know yeah, and, they have different um, yeah so it what was that and... was that one hour right yeah, one hour we did, which was enough for me, especially. <laughs> Tell them why. Yeah, but it, it was kind of neat. You yeah. Know. Reason why, once he hit his ball, uh, I didn't, my, my, I cannot hit that as far as him. I don't have the power. So it would take me several times to get out where his ball was. <laughs> I was a tired puppy. <laughs> I said the last time I, I golfed was probably in high school, maybe about 25 or so years ago, I went with a buddy just the first time to try it out. And he said, Hey, I got some clubs for you. You know, you could use, he goes, you know, just pick up, you know, three or or so balls at the, um, the pro shop there. He goes, if you need any more, I got them for you. I said, okay. So we go out there, man. And I kept, I, I would hit the ball and it would just, you know, Slice to the left or right, just just huge. Yeah, and I, it's a very frustrating. Uh, I, I, very I lost frustrating. so I lost all the balls that I bought, and I <laughs> lost several kids. And I said, you know what? I said I'm done. I'll just I'll drive the golf cart. Around. Oh, that's that was the last part. time I golfed. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? You can't take. So, yeah, you know fun. what? I just do it to have fun. That's and that's what me and Sherry do. You know, now my, my one, my uh, our one son, Michael, he takes it more serious. I yeah, mean, he, he counts. He count. Yeah, we don't count points. We play scramble. You know, but he he'll actually take it very serious. If he makes a bad shot, oh, he hollers. I said, Michael, you can't let it get to you like that. Just have fun. Yeah, you know? See, me, that's how me and my wife are. If we go putt putt. You know, we go there, we start having fun, but then it starts getting a little bit competitive. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> We've been with putt putt haven't we honey yeah, yeah that gets a little competitive yeah it almost gets as bad as when we play scrabble together and it gets you know we start off for fun but then it gets very competitive. <laughs> oh yeah that is not a word what are you talking about oh that's cute yeah uh, all right man sounds like fun so eddie what's new over at the house of the unusual new jersey section well a couple of things first of all it's, it's kind of funny because when chuck is saying about his videos and you two have seen them I logged in and, you know, the I'm looking at the horror videos one and two again and stuff. And then you start showing off some books. Talking about book prizes. Anytime you see a book that Chuck shows you, what he doesn't tell you is they're going for over $700 if you get a copy. Um, one thing that shocked me is a set of books that I copied. I got called The Magic of Robert Houdin. I purchased them about a week or two weeks ago. I paid a, a hefty price with the shipping. It came out to 400 and I think $68. 
And I'm going like, wow, the next thing I noticed, they're selling online for 1500 Ooh, wow. And I was like, ooh, that's a nice profit. Yes, but, it um, is. But the two books that Chuck shows in, in the second episode of his uh, Chuck's Corner, one is going for $747, and the other one is going for, I think, for 636 That's crazy. Um, wow. It is crazy, especially when you see the price. I think anything that has ghost, spirit, or skeleton on it, and it's a magic book, and it's you know not out of publication, it's going to go sky to you know through the roof now. Eddie, Eddie, I'll tell you what. I I looked a couple a couple of months ago. I was following a few books on eBay. They were auctions, and they were all ghost hunting paranormal books from the late eighteen hundreds till about the nineteen thirties, and they were all starting bid was like two bucks. So I'm watching them. They all all of them went over six hundred dollars. That's it? amazing. That is wow. amazing. Wow. So you're yeah, you're right. If it has ghosts or something on it, people just eat that stuff up. It seems I mean, it seems to be popular, yeah. I, I thought I'd be able to pick one of them up for fairly cheap and <laughs> there's no way. Wow. No, well that that's the thing. I mean, I was surprised when I got spook crooks. I think it is spook spook crooks. Yeah, and I got that copy, and I got it for like sixty something dollars. And then anytime one comes on, it's always over three hundred. That's wow. a really that's a really cool book. That was written in what nineteen thirty one, I think. Uh, uh, Julian Proskauer wrote that. You know what? And he was actually uh, he was uh, debunking like a lot of the spiritualists. Uh, you, you know what the fraudulent uh, seance workers and so forth. That's a really really good book. The, the thing that's kind of crazy about that, that is I understand because that's 1931, Chuck, but the books you're showing on, on the Chuck's Corner are 1986. Yeah. <laughs> How in the world can it be 700? You know, it's like crazy. You know, and, and the sad part about it is I have these books and I didn't even know they're that valuable. Uh, you know what I mean? I, I would pull them out and video and then when you told me about the Robert Houdin books I bought those when they were first when they first came out I guess what 14 years ago or something and they come out from a French guy he was a collector and it was uh, his idea to put that out his name was uh, Infector and it, you know what for the viewing audience just in case you don't know uh, you know what uh, Robert Houdin is credited as being the father of modern magic so, so if you do research him I mean he's the guy that brought magic into the into the uh, into the uh, platform type of scenario like he wore a tux, he had the gas jet lights. It was about 1865, you know, so it was like a classy type of thing. You know, he uh, brought it in from the streets and so forth. Isn't so, Chuck, it, what what um, makes the book so, I'm sorry, Sherry, go ahead. I was going to say, I think Houdini took his name from him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Houdini kind of, he was his, uh, you know what, uh, Robert Houdin was his mentor. And so, you know, so he was fascinated by him. And, and exactly right, because Houdini's name was Eric Weiss, and uh, he had taken uh Houdini it doesn't have the ring to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. So he took Houdin and put an eye on the end. And that's the amazing Weiss. <laughs> yeah, the, the amazing Weiss. Yeah, he was from Appleton, Wisconsin, I believe, yeah. is where he grew up. But he also lived in uh, New. York. I think there's, his house is still out there, if I'm not mistaken. I'm surprised he didn't change his name to Robert Houdini instead of <laughs> Harry Houdini. Yeah, yeah. What Harry. made him go with the Harry? You know, know. Well, well, the thing is, he was good friends with Harry Keller as well, who was uh, a real performer, uh, you know, in his time era. So, yeah, so he was very good friends with him. So I guess he combined, you know, Harry with Houdin and put an eye on that, the Houdin. That tells I, you that he was a copycat, doesn't it? <laughs> I, when, I, when, I do my, when I do my magic show, I'll be Eddie Caputo. Eddie <laughs> Caputo. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. The amazing Chuck Guevara. <laughs> you know the thing that's funny about that, Joe? Way magic about thirty-eight years ago. I I did not like my last name. It sounds too, you know, uh, too uh, ethnic. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you could tell it's an Italian name. So I wanted to change my name to Lee Michaels, and so I told my. And uh, yeah, he, he was a strict little Italian guy. Oh, he didn't like it. He's oh no, you're not doing that. No, no, no. So I, so that's why I didn't do it. And then <laughs> Lee Michael. Yeah, but wait one second, one second, Chuck. Did you get a whack with it? And, uh, <laughs> yeah, he just started hollering at me. And he goes, "You're not." Jerry said, "Our first son, uh, Michael. Uh, his name is Michael Lee. Strangely enough, and we didn't even we didn't even realize it until we until we picked after him. We named him. Yeah, after we." told me about that story you're going to change your name to that yeah you know what i always like the flow of like lee michaels for some reason i don't know but you know and it sounds generic you can't really tell what nationality somebody is you know which it doesn't matter so hey i stuck with my name yeah but you know what that chuck caputo that has the uh 
you know, because they, they say, and even Stan Lee used it a lot with, you look at a lot of his characters is the, and it's, I guess there, there's something to it where it sticks in people's mind more mm-hmm. is when the, the first letter of the first name and the first letter of the last name are the same. We have Chuck Caputo, I, Harry Houdini. I didn't, and like, I I didn't Stan know. Lee always used like he used Peter Parker, Matt Murdock, and a lot of his characters had that same, uh, oh, yeah. you know, same letters for, for their names. And I guess wow. there was something to it that he had found out that it sticks with people a lot more. Well, I didn't even that's know that. Why he used it. So I wonder if that's why, if Harry Houdini knew something about that and he decided, hey, if I put these two, it's the HH. But I mean, yeah, you have the the Chuck Caputo, so you have the CC. I didn't even well, I didn't even realize that. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I, n- I never realized yeah. that. But you know, some guys. There's also another thing that you guys um, like. For example, Clint Eastwood's films. Um, when he uses the name like Harry Callahan, you know, he doesn't use the same words and stuff, but he uses names that for some reason flow. Like every time, the first thing that pops up into my thing is the alloy Josie Wales. Mm-hmm. You know, like that name, it just kind of flows in. But uh, one quick question I got to ask you, Joe. Joe, was that uh, Monsters magazine that you got ruined there? Was that about the creature from the Black Lagoon, the issue? No, that was the one that the, for the article that I did. That was for, um, I did it on Burroughs. Um, I can't remember. I, have to I, I, I know, Joe. I'm saying, was it the creature of the Black Lagoon issue? You know, the water? Joke, oh, no. Joke. no. Oh, my God, Joe. I actually did that at, at Earth's Core, which was a really cool, cool uh, movie. Speaking of uh, movies, Joe, I kind of took your advice. I, I watched a couple movies. I watched, watch? I watched the Unholy 3, the 1925 version and the 19. 19- and I tell you what, awesome, awesome movie. I would highly recommend it to any of our listeners out there. I tell you what, uh, well, you what know, did I'm, you think? What did you think between the two? Because I'm going to watch the 1931 one this Friday because I want to compare the two. But what did you think between both of them? Well, you know what, I kind of like the 1931 better because it is a talkie. You know what, you don't have to read too much or anything, and you kind of, you know, you kind of follow it a little bit better. But they were both awesome, man. I mean, I tell you what, uh, you know, uh, Todd. Uh, starting to like his stuff you know what i always like freaks i mean that that's one of my favorite movies but you know uh oh, you know the uh, movie i watched last week because uh, because you mentioned it west of zanzibar that was excellent oh yeah but two versions are really really cool i love the whole scenario with it it's an excellent excellent movie and i would highly recommend you know somebody somebody watching uh these movies yeah i mean for for silent films, they they go by pretty quick and keep your attention. I've I've got a few more that I, I definitely want to watch the 1930s version one this weekend, and then um, I still have to watch the Golem yet. Which, yeah, you know I want to see that because I have a whole I have a whole stack of movies that I have to watch that I've had for years that haven't even been opened yet, and mm-hmm. you know just finding the time to sit down and actually watch them because usually when I you know, I'm the type of person when I'm watching something, I like to to be doing something else. You know, and you know whether I'm I'm sorting through books or or something. I, I always have to be doing. It's really hard for me to just sit and watch. But with the, mm-hmm. you know, with the silent films, you you really have to sit there and watch it because you yeah. have to read. Yeah, you'll 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 definitely you'll definitely yeah miss yeah because <laughs> yeah, it's. I've always been like that. You know, it's hard for me to just sit and watch you know a movie without having to do something else but i'll tell you what they were they were cool movies very good have you seen them yet eddie no no uh i actually haven't i i had in mind of doing but i was going to suggest something for both of you guys i mean i know chuck is stay you know so he's fine but uh one thing i was going to say joe that you might find interesting about uh two years ago i used uh my wife gave me actually like three four years ago more like it she gave me a dvd player that was like six inch dvd player and what i would do is when i would go to sleep each night i would turn off all the lights and i would have headphones and i used to you know prop up in my pillow just a bit not too much but i would put it up on top of my chest in the middle of the dark and it kind of made me feel like i was in a movie theater yeah because now you're seeing this giant scream in front of you because it's six inches from you which in reality, it's only six inches. You know what, Eddie? You you mentioned that before, and I actually thought about doing that because I have a, a small DVD player somewhere 
the one you're talking about. I actually thought about doing that is is putting it in, in the room because then it would force me to kind of watch it uh-huh. and not do anything. So. Yeah, well, well, I'm going to tell you what, Joe. I had uh, I bought uh, this was when um, FWE or FYE was going out of business, uh, and I bought uh, two of those 100 movie sets, the best sci-fi movies. The oh, best those sci-fi. are fantastic! Yeah, and I was able to watch one or two movies a night, and I did that for almost a year. Are those wow. not fantastic? I, th- those movies are great B movies, man. The, yeah, they are. Let me tell you, some of movies. them. This one, I don't know if you and Chuck ever heard things of the uh, Mister X, the Amazing Mister X, and the guy with the X ray. There's quite a few that are really phenomenal. Hey, that's when you scary. Does does Chuck make you watch these movies with him? No, with them. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know what? I don't think she cares for older movies and these sci-fi movies. You know, I don't think she really cares for them too much. But there is scary. one. Other... Come on, really? No, <laughs> <Yeah>, so sorry. <laughs> but there is there, there is one other movie, Joe, that I stumbled across, which I was in existence, and it was such a good movie. It was hilarious too. It was uh, it was uh, Vincent Price, Peter Lorre. And and uh, my main man, uh, uh, Boris Karloff. It was 1963. It's called the of Terrors. Uh, did you guys see that? I haven't seen that, and I actually. That's funny that you mentioned that because I was watching a documentary the other day, and um, it was a documentary from I think the 70s or something. Like that. It was an older one, and they that movie was in. And I said, "Oh my gosh!" I said. I haven't seen that movie since probably the late 90s. I said, I I have it on DVD. I yeah. said, I have to revisit it. Okay, okay. Well, I'm going to put a challenge to you guys and all the all the listeners. It's called The Comedy of Terrors, 1963. It is so good. It is hilarious. I mean, I busted out laughing several is, times. Is that the one where they're walking up the, the steps and Peter Lorre hits all the... Um... Yep. All, all the statues over. All the statues, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Vincent <laughs> Vincent Price plays a uh, plays a corrupt uh, mortician. In, yeah, uh, that's uh, yeah. It is real. Oh man, I mean those three: Peter Lurie, you know Vincent Price, and Boris Karloff. They make such a good, a good uh, team on there. It's just, and it's so. You, you you're gonna love it. Watch it. That's yeah, I, you know, I probably like I said, it's it was probably maybe mid to late nineties the last time that I, I've watched that and. I remember bits and pieces, but that that part was in the um oh man in the documentary, and I was like, I I got to revisit that movie again. That was so great. Yeah, what he, <laughs> it, he it was it. funny because you know they actually have, you know what what we do, you know, and I've done it before, and I've seen other people do it, is when you're trying to be quiet and you make a noise, you cover your ears, <laughs> like it's not, you know, like it's drowning out the sound, and they yeah. do that when he knocks it over, they go into the wall and they they cover their ears, and that's like the most normal reaction to it's a normal reaction. that you would ever see <laughs> it makes no sense no yeah. but I, I tell you what that that movie was it was filmed so good it's in color and uh it i was hollering man i busted out laughing several times it was such really a good. great poster and if eddie tells me he got that poster i'm coming <laughs> over now to get it i actually do have that poster Uh-oh. it shows them around the corner and there's the one on top of each other um the problem, the problem, I don't know if I have an original, or I have a reproduction, but I bought that a long, long time ago. I've never watched the film though. Really? Oh, I, don't even, I don't even have the film. <laughs> I think hey, you could find change. it. I'm going to, I'm going to check right now. I'm almost positive you it's on uh, YouTube. YouTube maybe. Yeah, definitely check it out. I think I watched it. I had searched it on our cable uh, system somehow and it came up. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. so, well, oh, you could, you could buy or rent. No, on no YouTube. you know, t- Talking about movies, I'm just kind of curious about you guys. Which do you think, in your opinion, was the most popular sci-fi movie of our time that you like the most? Just kind of curious on that. What do you mean of our time? Like of? Oh, no, no, meaning like recent or just ever? No, like old time or our time, modern day or in the past. <laughs> Which is your favorite real. sci-fi movie? Uh, Sherry likes E.T. Doesn't you? <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> oh, that, that was an absolute classic, man. Yeah. I, I love, love E.T. Yeah. The only one I've been hearing a lot about is the day the Earth stood still. I mean, I've heard people, I've heard people talk about that thirty years ago, forty years ago. I mean, that's a. It seems like a timeless classic, you know. Worked I, I think one of the the most popular ones that had maybe the most impact over the years, if if you're looking at sci-fi, would either have to be like Back to the Future, The Matrix, or you know maybe like planet of the apes you know something Ooh, along yeah. those lines 
and, and I tell you what, everyone always goes to 2001: A Space Odyssey. And, horrible film, man. That's oh a horrible God, I, film. I just, you know, yeah, that was kind of rough. I don't know. <laughs> you know, and, and every time you bring that up to somebody, they go, "Oh, you just don't understand the movie." No, yeah. I, I understand the movie. I understand everything. It's just, it's not a good it movie. It's, yeah. You know yes. what the problem is with that movie? The reason that movie, I think, is brought up by so many people. And, you know, it's funny that you said that, uh, Joe. It is true. Everywhere they bring that movie up is because of the graphics and the stuff that they did for the right. time they did it in. Yeah. But that's just like, let's be honest. I don't know. I I think out of every 10 people that I asked, the only one I think that I love that show that I know in person is my wife, Matt. Yeah. Like, who the heck liked MASH? MASH was one of the most stupidest shows. Yet a lot of people, oh, MASH is good. Oh, the classic, the old time. That was on. That was on for many years, too. What was that, 14 years, maybe 13? I don't don't know, but I I could never watch MASH. And I don't know of any of my friends that like it. Um, Yet, you know, they they used to say it was the best, you know, show ever. I remember in the 80s growing up, uh, magazines, MASH, MASH. I just didn't like it at all. I hated it. <laughs> what, what do you think's the most most maybe say influential sci-fi movie, Eddie? In your opinion, the most influential sci-fi movie's got to be to Star Trek or Lost in Space. I think. Oh yeah, you got. Oh, don't forget about Star Wars too. Yes, oh yeah, Wars. yeah. But Star Wars got burnt out, I think, by many people. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's like, hey, you know, what, what do you want to choose between water or food to live? <laughs> you yeah. know, <laughs> you it, know, any Star of those. What's that? No, I was going to say Star Wars is just ridiculous. I mean, the first movie came out. It was okay. I was excited. Got a few things. Then the second, the third. But they couldn't stop there. They did like 10 of them. You know, oh, they, oh, Yeah, they had to keep uh, remaking them. Yeah. Well, I think yeah. if you look at the original three and... Yeah, I kind of like them. The original three were good. Yeah, just, you know, their, their advancement in, you know, special effects and story and bringing, you know, a great space opera story to life. I, I think that you know played a huge role in, in future movies and i'm not into the stuff they're doing they're doing now with with it i think disney kind of ruined it but i'll always go back to the you know the original three you can't beat oh no they're great same thing with star trek i mean star trek the original series is is one of the best series ever yeah but you see, you see, <laughs> yeah joe but you see what they're doing now with star trek how stupid that's gonna look that thing will probably go in the theaters and and, and exit the same day no oh, i i you know, I, I watched the the new movies that J.J. Abrams did years ago, and I thought they were okay for what they were. But I, I'll always go back to the the original season. I, I loved watching, you know, Captain Kirk get knocked into a huge boulder, and you see the boulder rock. You know, oh, <laughs> that was hilarious. thing, or you know, there you have the tribbles with her. Which are I love the tribbles. Oh. <laughs> Uh, my, my I mean, favorite. it was great. It, it was it was simple. You know, it was simple special effects, but the stories were were very were good. Happy. Yeah, they were very good. I'll very tell good. you what, my favorite old time uh, Star Trek movie was number four, Star Trek Four: The Voyage Home. I think it's called the one that they get the whales. Uh, oh, they yeah. go back in time. Oh yeah, that was a great one. Yeah. Oh my god, I've seen that one like six, seven times, and I could watch it again. That I think. Gave all of them, like, you know, now he's Admiral Kirk instead of Captain Kirk. You know, that movie was just done beautifully, man. I tell you what, it, it was, but I, I always have to go with the Wrath of Khan, man. Yo, that, yeah. I think that was my favorite, 1982. I mean, gosh, what a great cast and great storyline from that. But they were all, I mean, they were all good. You go to, you know, Search for Spock, The Voyage Home, you know, all of them were good. Final Frontier, they were great. They were just, you know, great. Well, the guy who played Khan, that's a great actor. What's his name? Roberto Montalban, something like that. Uh, Ricardo Montalban. Well, yeah, he's great. He is a good, He that, those are some of the actors that stand out over time as being phenomenal. Just like I remember when I was young, they used to have uh, Henry Fonda. Henry Fonda was a pretty good actor. But I, I'm going to tell you guys one thing, though. Also talking like that, movies that really stand out out of time. Did you guys ever get a chance? I know I mentioned it in the past to see that old western called the the Guns of Will Sonnet. Oh, you did mention that. No, I haven't watched that. I got to check that out. No, I never heard of it. Okay, the Guns of Will Sonnet is probably one of my favorite old time westerns. 
It's so phenomenal. I mean, it's really good. It's only three seasons. You're probably talking 12 episodes a season. I don't think it's past that. You're going to love it. You have to look at it in chronological order, and it's phenomenal. And then it's also the guy who did um, The Rifleman. Um, he did one called Branded, uh, Chuck Connors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Branded is also phenomenal, uh, you know, 1950s, 60s, give or take, whatever, Western. Um, but I, I think those two are really like, I think, um, I'm only positive Sherry would enjoy them, especially the guns of Will Sonnet. Now the story of the guns of Will Sonnet is you have a a grandfather and his uh, grandson who are in search of James Sonnet, which is the guy who's supposed to be a killer, not supposed to be the fastest gun in the West kind of guy. And, uh, he goes from town to town and, and everybody's looking for, for him. And then the, the grandfather and the son are, are trying to go in back of him to find them. So, but what I like about the old guy, uh, I think Walter Burnham, uh, I think that's his name, if I'm correct. What he does, he, I mean, phenomenal actor, is that he would go everywhere. And when there was somebody like they was looking for his son, he would always say, you know, he's fast. I'm, I'm, I'm better. You know, it's, it's a phenomenal show. I loved it. And I think that if you guys start watching, you're going to stand by me on that. Yeah, I'll check that out. Sherry, what, uh, do you get into any old movie or old TV shows, rather? What do you like, Sherry? Tell them. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> What's your favorite time? I love Lucy. <laughs> I love Lucy, yeah. So many. I mean, I love all kinds of different uh, comedies. Um, Westerns, not so much. I mean, I did like Wild Wild West. Oh, that was good. Yeah, um, I just really, um, I don't know, can't think of anything really outstanding. Well, we like all those. Cherry, can I ask you a question? Yeah, go ahead. When when your uh, husband there puts Abbott and Costello, do you leave the room like my wife does? (laughs) (laughs) I don't don't really. Big fan of stuff like that, huh? Old-time comedy. uh, Not really, no. Like the Marx Brothers and everything, they're great. You don't care for them. I've watched those. Yeah, the Marx Brothers, they're they're okay. I tell you what, if I watch watch anything Western, that's old TV shows, which I I think even, Sherry, you you might even like them because they're not really hard Westerns, would be The Rifleman and uh, The Lone Ranger. Those are my two go-to. Oh, yeah, The Lone Ranger. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're not really, you know, hard Westerns, but they're they're great stories. They they have um, – they keep you in it, and it's – you know, they're, they're really fun. They're enjoyable, especially – I mean, both of those are, are fun and enjoyable to watch. I, I've – you know, the, the Rifleman, you can't beat Chuck Connors in there, and then, mm-hmm. you know, The Lone Ranger, I'm just a huge fan of that in general. But, I mean, Sherry, you should – check those out i mean they i think you yeah. might maybe enjoy you know, them you know what when you're talking about that this one i know you guys are gonna go uh the uh the famous mr ed <laughs> oh I yeah i, I used to watch that. i hadn't watched that in years that's a pretty funny show man yeah I how did that. they get that how did they get that horse mouth to move like it? they put peanut butter I in there peanut butter. <laughs> but, but, but peanut butter. That's, what, that's what we do to eddie too that's why he keeps going <laughs> all peanut butter in there <laughs> We used to have a we used to have a Jack Russell years ago, and oh and and so when I'd load the rabbit up for you know for the show, he would he would start flipping out. You know, he'd be raw raw raw. He would bark, and so I, I'd, I'd put him in his in his. We had a kennel, and he'd bark so much it'd make me nervous, and so I had to make sure I had my keys. I had to get the balloon animals if it was a birthday show. So I got a I I got a wooden spatula, and I would usually put peanut butter. I scoop <laughs> his mouth. And it would it would keep him quiet for a good five minutes, <laughs> yeah. you know, because he'd make you nervous. It would rah, 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 constant. <laughs> oh man, the, oh, uh, uh, great when they get peanut butter in their mouth trying to eat it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it kept him quiet. You know, you know what? I just do it gently. You know what? I didn't hurt him or anything, yeah, but it was yeah. it was enough to have a little bit of. Well, he did like peanut butter. Yeah, and he loved peanut butter, <laughs> but it, uh, you know, but he'd be licking the side of his face and everything. Oh yeah, and it, it keep him quite a good five minutes. You know, so I had a chance to get out of the house. Mm-hmm. The yeah, well, you know, when you guys are saying all that, it's it's kind of funny that you say that because I, I know somebody that used to use the peanut butter trick on their dog too because it just barked like hell. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But um, you know, but when we, you know we were talking about all the shows and stuff, the reason, yeah. like for example, Abbott and Costello, it's an old comedy stuff, and I used to, I love the Abbott and Costello comedy hour, so I start laughing from the moment it starts, yeah. and my wife leaves because she goes, "Man, you're so annoying while you're laughing," 
So uh, she leaves, and I'm like, are you kidding me? So then my son, I, I got him to watch every single episode. He loved it. Uh, um, but the girls just don't go for it. I don't know why. I like the Jackie Gleason. What's that one we watched? Oh, oh with, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. The, honey, yeah, oh, the, honeymooners, the honeymooners. daughter. Funny. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. The Honeymooners. And also, I don't know if you guys ever got to see the one that he used to do, uh, I think, before the Honeymooners. Well, I don't know if it was after, before the, the one that he's a bartender. Joe, the bartender. Oh, I remember. Oh, yeah. You remember Muggenheimer, whatever his name was? Yep. Hey, yeah. Joe, how are you? I remember that. Joe. Yep, true. Mm-hmm. And uh, but those are very, I mean, those are comedies that uh, that were very famous at the time. Uh-huh. In fact, there's a there's a record of M- Magenheimer, the guy who used to hire Ralph, and that record sells for a couple of dollars when you do find it on eBay. Oh, and yeah. Uh, yeah. so you know, there, there's a, a couple of great great shows. Now, what I like about I, I know that sometimes they're like goofy and stuff, but they're so funny. Is Abbott and Costello because. Like, especially in the Colgate Comedy Hour, when you look at Mr. Fields, he's such a fast talker. Mm-hmm. It's just like uh, Groucho Marx. He has quick uh, two-second thing, you know, and it, it's just funny, you know? Oh, hilarious. I I didn't really no. like... Th- I'm sorry? No, that's okay. Go ahead. No, I would say I never really liked the, uh, the three... What do you call it, The Three Stooges that much. I, I love oh, the... I'm with you on that one. <laughs> my... Can't stand the three. There's stooges. only one that I would really like. Oh to my see. god, I love the Three Stooges. I, love, I, I, I love them too. Oh, I love them. I, I don't. My my wife likes them. See, that's a, that's how weird. How weird it is. Whoa, that is strange. Wow. I cannot wait for Monster Bash in June. They have um family members of uh um uh what what was it uh Shemp family I believe is going to be there. Ooh, that would be cool. You know what? Here in uh, Pittsburgh, when I was a kid, there was adventure paul shannon yeah and you know what and you know he he helped actually uh revive the uh, three stooge career i mean they, they even admitted it you know this is back in the i'd say in 66 maybe yeah. 67 mm-hmm. you know what he would play like a lot of their little uh you know clips and so forth and you know what and it kind of rejolted their hair so they became good friends with you know you know with paul shannon you know like uh, you know he was the host out here so if you do search adventure time in pittsburgh there's some really cool pictures online <laughs> Let me ask you a question when you said that. Weren't the three Stooges all related? Weren't they all brothers except for Well, uh, were, two of them were. Larry Fine was not. He His last name was Fine, and the other one were, uh, that was uh, uh, Moe and uh, Curly were uh, Hor- uh, Horowitz, I believe their last name was. But yeah, uh, uh, but Larry was not related. His name was Larry Fine. And See, he, uh, he became a jeweler later on in life when he... Uh, yeah, you had the... Um... Yeah, the Howard family is going to be there. Be there. So you had Bo Howard, Shemp Howard, and then um, Curly Howard, Larry Fine, and you Doc, know I hated when Joe Besser w- was on. There was not a fan of his. Yeah, his voice got a kind of annoying. You know who I was really, which I found out a few years ago, which I thought would have been great because I've always been a fan of his was Matt and Moreland. Um, are you familiar with him at all? He was an old kind of character actor. From like yeah, a little bit. I believe I know who you mean. Yeah, he did a lot of like um, a lot of character acting and all that. Never really made it too big, but played in a lot of movies and shows. But they actually had him slotted to um to become one of the Three Stooges, but he, he was wasn't able to get out of his contract. I can't remember what studio he was in, but he at the time he was starting to become you know really big and was getting a lot of roles, mm-hmm. and that's when the, the Stooges wanted him in there, but he couldn't get out of the contract. I said, man, I said, that would have been, that would have been really cool to see him. And you got to wonder who else that they tried to get. You know, they tried. Let, me, yeah. let me ask you a question. When, when you're saying the one Stooges that you guys didn't like, is that the guy that played in um the one Stooge that he played in uh, Abraham Castell, hold that ghost. That he's a bartender there. Is that hmm. the guy you're talking about that used to occasionally appear on the Stooges? I don't know. Better? He was in uh, Abbott and Costello meet the Keystone Cops. That's no, it. no, the one I'm talking about. One of the Stooges is when you see Hold That Ghost when they're waiting for the bus to get on the bus before they get to the haunted house. He's a bartender there, and that's when the guy takes the orange juice and he throws it in the sink. He goes, "Bus, bus, freshly squeezed." You know what I'm talking about? That's one hmm. of the. Um, that's a good question. I don't know. I really don't know. I guess you guys haven't watched Hold That Ghost in a long time. Have in you? a long time, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That movie's phenomenal. If you, I don't, watch, I don't know who that would have. I can't remember who that would have been. Well, there. Uh, watch hold that ghost, guys. Watch hold that ghost. Oh, here's another one to add to the list. There you go. We'll have no, to no, check that, it out. That, that, let me tell you something. 
when was the last time you guys watched Hold That Goal? It's been a while. I did like 20 years. Probably 20. Yeah, it's been at least that long. Yeah, that that movie it's great. I think actually Hold That Ghost is a little funnier, I think, in my opinion, than Abbott and Costello Meet Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. Uh, the difference is with Abbott and Costello Meet Frankenstein, you got the Andrews sisters singing, which takes away five minutes of boredom. Then you have it kind of drags more, but in Hold That Ghost, you have a couple of music stuff there, but it's 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 more fun, I think, you know. I'll check um, it out. It's in so many years, I can't remember a lot of it. Yeah, I think yeah. That's a, you know. Either people, they either love the Three Stooges or they hate the Three Stooges. Oh, there's, yeah. there's nothing in between. There's, yeah. You know, when you talk to people, they either love them or they, they hate them. And you, you know, one thing, because I, you know, I got a good buddy that I watch old TV shows with, and we yeah. like the same, we like pretty much everything the same. But when it comes to the Stooges, I love them and he absolutely hates them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Hey, Joe. Yes. Joe, do you remember the one I really love is that Three Stooges episode when they're in that haunted scottish castle do you remember that one where they where they go in the room and they lay in that bed and then the bed would go into the other room through that hole you know what i, I somewhat a little bit when you're saying the bed in there and it goes and it hole. moves yeah i i love that and i can't find that episode to watch it yeah, and i don't we, know the name of yeah, it we can't seem to find that episode that that sounds neat i can't remember it uh... i was trying to show him i can't remember I'll yeah. do some digging and see if I could if I could find it. Okay. Man, you know, it it's hard. funny tonight in tonight's episode we're having so much back uh, echo. I wonder why it's interesting, and it's coming out from all. Uh, I mean, because future future tense tense tense. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm getting it from actually Joe. I'm getting it from you, and I'm getting a lot from Chuck and and Cherry. But yeah. you know what I was gonna say? I think that episode you're talking about the Three Stooges because it's haunted stuff, and I like. The haunted house episodes and stuff, yeah. Uh, just like the um, Bowery Boys when they do um, Ghosts on the Loose, uh, especially the black guy in that thing. I think he's one of the funniest guys ever. Oh, uh, he's yeah. hilarious when he goes, "Who said that? Who said that?" When I said yeah. that. <laughs> but um, you know, the thing is that since you guys like, I'm gonna this is kind of a challenge. You can also watch if you like. If you look at the um, Lauren Hardy episodes, there's some episodes that they show where they're actually having dinner and they're with their families and stuff. In fact, there's actually more footage of them than there is of Abbott and Costello with his family, which is so funny. Yeah. But it, it, it's kind of interesting when you see them on a regular, you know, not acting with their family. There's one there that uh, Stan Laurel, I think it is. He's, he's in a table there. He's smoking his cigars and stuff. But one thing, you know, that's funny is that you can see more from what they are. They, they, now, Lauren Hardy is another one that you got to either like or dislike. Uh, some of their, their shows are, I know a lot of people love this one, The March of the Wooden Soldiers. I can't stand it. Uh, the reason I can't stand that is because it was always, it's just like when I was a kid, man, and you had HBO, the only movie I think they ever played was Cat People. <laughs> with Natasha McKenzie. Yeah, I used to like Natasha <laughs> stuff, but how many times can you watch the same movie? And one flew over the cuckoo's nest. I think those are the only movies they were allowed to play because they played it over and over. over. And the same thing with um with some of those movies, like the March of the Wooden Soldiers, that they're talking and stuff. I just I tried to watch it one time. I didn't find it funny. Uh there is one of them that they're like in a haunted house, which is funny, but you know, you got to really kind of go out of your way to really like them. Right. They're not as great, whatever. Charles Chaplin, in other words, some of them are really hilarious because Charles Chaplin is just the way in which he was able to, you know, take a little piece. Like one time he's walking to a, like in New York City, and there's a piece of wood inside those um, railroad rails, you know, the thing that's right above the subway that you walk across. And, and you know what I'm talking about? Those steel yeah. things that, and there's like a, a piece of wood stuck in there. He's got an umbrella. Now he's trying to get the piece of wood out. But every time he was there, the piece of wood would turn and turn. And he stayed there like 10 minutes with the piece of wood. So he can make anything, which makes a good actor, I guess. Because when actors uh, can do a movie or a show without even acting, a good example, like Penn and Teller. Teller started his whole career 60 years of never talking. And I mean, that's that's good. I mean, <laughs> when you look at that, oh, you know. Amazing, amazing. But... Uh, but anyway, Joe, what is, your, in your opinion, since you have been a 
with with all those uh, sci-fi films you're watching, not sci-fi, but silent films, is the Phantom of the Opera still your favorite? I tell you, that is probably one of my my favorites. Yeah, it, that's definitely up there. I mean, you, I, I watch that probably every every year at least once or twice, and you you can't beat it. That that's a a great another you know Lon Chaney and probably him at his best there. And um, one second here, Sherry, I did find that three episode. Uh oh. Oh, cool. What's it called? It's called Scotched in Scotland. Ooh, I gotta write this down. Scotched in Scotland. Scotched in Scotland, where the bed goes into there in the castle, and the bed goes into the wall. Yes, that's it. Yep, Scotched in Scot Scotland. Great. Yeah, try Thank that one. Please, that should be it right there. If, if it's not, then it might be the haunted castle. But I believe it's Scotched in Scotland. Wow. You know something I'm going to say, Joe, especially with all those films you're talking about. The one film that when you brought up that I really enjoyed, you know, was kind of like a, you know, it was, but it's a good film. It was uh, The Old Dark House. Oh, gosh. Oh, you love that movie now. Oh, that <laughs> yeah, was, that I, I like cool. that movie. Yeah, man. I watched Especially. that a few months ago when you recommended it. Cool. I tell yeah, you what, that, am I not right? That's the best movie to watch on a cold, dark, rainy night. It yeah. was. Yeah. When that car got stuck in the mud and it was, it was amazing and all that stuff. It, was neat. I, I I found the part of that car the way a car that old <laughs> would go through no matter what it came <laughs> upon it. It's like torrential downpours, yeah. mud slides, and oh, the car Bo was still running. <laughs> Boris Karloff was absolutely fantastic in that as well. Yeah. yeah, he such a treat to talk to Boris Karloff's daughter, Sarah. That was that was so cool when she was on here. That was neat. You know, yeah. we, never, oh, yeah. we should have asked her about that movie if she uh, ever seen it. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's kind of wonder how many Tito's she put down that night. <laughs> hey, you guys want to hear something funny when you say that? I wanted to surprise Sarah with a little bit of a gift, and here I've been planning to send her. So I, I said, you know what? I'm going to try to get a first printing of the uh, Grinch who stole Christmas, oh. and I'm also going to get there was a bank that was put out by the Grinch. I mean, by the Grinch, by Hallmark that has the Grinch kind of like going over a safe. He's trying to like steal the safe and stuff. And oh, it's a yeah. big bank. So I was able to get both, but you have no idea the price I had to pay. And I was shocked when the first edition was going as high as $490. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my. Well, that is you send them over to me and I'll make sure that she gets them. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, guys. I actually got a couple of the first printings uh, from a person I kind of know. So depending on what, maybe I will send you guys if you want. I mean, it's up to you. I don't know if you'd like, but right now, it's it's a classic that because of Boris Karloff, it probably has a lot more value out there than any of the others. Because um, I'm sure if you go to like a convention, like where you go Monster Pool or whatever that is, you go to Joe. Monster Basha. Okay, and you go to... Um, Monster Bash, right? And you go Monster to Bash. Wait, there, there is a Monster Pula somewhere, though. I've Monster, seen it. It's in it your dreams. Monster, no, Monster Palooza, maybe? Yeah, Monster Palooza. Where's that at? I don't know. Where's that at, Joe? I, I don't know. I, you know, it might be up in Cleveland. I'm going to have to look. Yeah, but I, I'm saying there is a third one because now that I mentioned that, it's because I read that in one of the flyers, I think, in Chiller. But if you go there and you have that on the table, you have like two California, LA. Yeah, somebody would definitely buy that. I'm telling you, people like, uh, you know, when you say L.A., one thing that's kind of crazy, that's such a crazy state. But yet, their Comic-Con in San Francisco, I think it is, is that the largest in the world? I don't know, but it doesn't, you know, those Comic-Cons don't seem, you know, very fun when you're shoulder to shoulder. And, <laughs> and everyone's, you know, I mean, they're you ever see pictures, they're just packed and they're like sardines. And it's like, you know, I hate that. How could that be fun? I, I, I'm going to tell you the truth. When I go to Chiller, I'm able to go and stop. One thing I'm going to tell you guys, especially Joe, I'm glad you brought that up. So many people go to Monster Con, um, Comic Con. And I went to the Jacob Javits when the book Mail Order Mysteries came out by Kirk Damaris. And I was there with Kirk. You know, we were signing books and stuff like that because obviously the book has 90% uh, of my collection in it, right? So we're there signing, and uh, Stanley actually came in for like I think an hour or so. He signed a bunch and he left. But <clears throat> the thing that was kind of interesting is 
I try, I, I try to leave the booth and just like to go around and see a few things and good luck not getting stampeded by people. It's like, <laughs> oh, it's really, ridiculous. yeah, you can't stop and look at anything because it's like a rush, rush. And there's too many people. So I found it, like I said to myself, I will never again go to that junk. You know, I I tell you, that's why I I used to go to Comic-Cons years back and they weren't really big, you know, or, you know, as big as like Wizard World and all those other ones, whatever, you know, the huge ones. But still, you would get so many people around and it's it, it was just. Yeah, if you don't have time it's to stop, going. Yeah, if you don't have the chance to look around, we're going to go Saturday. It looks like anyway, uh, we're going to go to a magic auction in Ooh. in uh, Canton, Canton, Ohio. So, uh, but you know what? That's a type of thing. Like you get there about a forty five minutes prior, and you like search around, you look and see if you like anything, and then you keep it in mind if you want to bid at some point later on. But yeah, it's a laid back thing. But I know what you're saying. I don't like to go somewhere where you're pushed and rushed. You know. Through. Right, and you know, and that's that's what I like about Monster Bash is that it is very, you know, even though you you sometimes like on a Saturday or even early Sunday you'll get a lot of people there, but it's it, it's not overwhelming, yeah. and you'll never find a more considerate, nicer group of people than there. Nice. And I've been to tons of shows, and some people could be just downright mean on those things, you know, <laughs> and just inconsiderate. Yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, what do you want? It's a hundred dollars. Take it or leave it. <laughs> yeah or you know you get people that you know will stand in front of a booth and they stand there and talk and you, you know, know hey, excuse me can i get in there and look and they look at you like you know you're yeah, that's terrible it's like, know, what the heck you know something guys this is kind of funny they had um the lost in space um what do you call the car from lost in space uh chuck you know the the round car with the glass oh my god the i forget the name of the lost in space you know what i'm talking about chuck they used to go around the car they used in Lawson Space. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. Well, anyway, they had, they had it over in Chiller. And I go there with my friend. I go inside the car. I'm taking photographs and all this. And after I came out, I realized there was a sign that says $25 a person. Whoa. <laughs> so I just left. No one was there. It was kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Chariot. The Chariot. That's the what Chariot. That's oh, it. my gosh. I could remember. It. But one thing I'm going to tell you, when you go to those shows and stuff like that, it's true what Joe says. Some, but, you know, Chiller has really nice, phenomenal people. Um, I do kind of find in Chiller, I find it kind of funny when you see some of the actors. Like one day I seen Jake the Snake Roberts and I'm like, that's Jake the Snake. And he's just there trying to get and no one's even going up to his table, you know. Um, that's kind of like the old wrestle, wrestler Virgil. Sometimes he see him at the flea market up here in Youngstown trying to sell his autographs and you never see anybody buy him he goes all over the place trying to sell autographs and he's just he's just kind of washed up and yeah well that's the same thing you go to chill and you have some like i mean oh jake Jake, i would have definitely get me a jake the snake autograph i grew up watching him yeah oh i'm glad you told me that because you know what i think he charges only like 10 bucks i'm serious it's that cheap he's always a chiller the next time i go in april i'll get you one because i mean jake the snake if you look at him today I got to tell you the truth. He's not the Jake the Snake we knew. But oh, I'm gonna... oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, he's definitely got to be up there in age. But, hey, you guys, know, we, got about, we got about two minutes left here, well, so we are going to wrap let it me up. Bring, Joe, let me bring this really quick here. I was going to say to you, the only thing I regret about not getting an autograph was from uh, Meatloaf. I had oh, the album, and he yeah. was a killer, and I really regret not getting that autograph. But go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead, Joe. We're finished then. All right, guys. So, Thank you all for joining us, Chuck, Sherry, Eddie. Thank you again, everybody out there in podcast land. Uh, Thank you on whatever platform you're listening to us on. Please subscribe and give us a good if you so choose. Also, visit us on our YouTube page, House of the Unusual. Subscribe there. Like our videos. Eddie and Chuck are always putting up some great videos every week, almost every day, it seems, videos. (laughs) Definitely check that out. And, uh, Sherry Caputo's site, too, if you want to see that blooper we were talking about. I believe that's on your site, right, Sherry? Yeah, it is. Yes. All right, yep. So go over to uh, Sherry's site, and it's C-H-E-R-I Caputo. Check that out. You'll find the blooper. It's absolutely uh, <laughs> absolutely entertaining, to say the least. And also check us out on houseoftheunusual.com. That is our flagship site, and you can find the podcast link there, too. And we also have a free form that you could sign up to and talk with some like-minded people, share your stories, your experiences, 
uh, and share some parts of your collection. There's some great photos up there, and you know we're always razzing on Eddie, so that's yeah. always a good time too. So, all right, everybody out there, thank you for joining us, and we will see you next week. Good night. All right. God bless. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye.